Spencer Speaks Sports, hosted by Spencer Swoboda, Wednesday, May 19th, Thursday, May 20th. Uh, probably by the time you'll be listening to this, this is a very late Wednesday night recording here. Um, so on the, in the description, obviously, it says every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm going to c- try to keep to that as best as possible. But some days it could be the Monday, Thursday, Friday kind of deal. Um so yeah, so just uh, be aware that there that there could be situations like that during a, a few weeks, but most of the time I will try to stick with the Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, I want to start off, um, and it may be a little hard to believe, but you just had the NCAA soccer national championships finish up this past week, and that's because of COVID and stuff. The NCAA moves some fall sports to the spring schedule, and but yeah, we we finally had some national champions get determined here. Um, I, technically, this is like the 2020 national championship in a way. Um, but anyway, I'll start with the men's uh, side here, men's soccer. And this was surprising because this was Marshall uh, University or University of Marshall, whatever order that is. Um, they were unseated in this tournament. And they go and survive a first round or like technically second round win against Fordham, two to one in overtime. So they get by that. Then they're up against one C Clemson and they end up winning. I think the in regulation, it was one to one. They end up winning seven to six in, in for the penalty kicks. So they huge upset there. Then they go and play eight C Georgetown, win a tight one, win one nothing. Then they go and play North Carolina, obviously a power five school, one nothing there. And then in the championship game, three seed Indiana, one nothing in overtime. Uh, so that is just that's kind of crazy um, that the beat three top eight seeds and North Carolina to win a national title for the school. Um, and then women's soccer, also surprising. You had Santa Clara, the 11th seed in the tournament, winning it this <laughs> this year and they go and beat ohio state four to one six seed arkansas two nothing then they beat 14 seed clemson one nothing two seed north carolina three to one and then one seed florida state uh four to one in penalty kicks it was one to one after regulation so that is that's another impressive run there i mean santa clara is no power five school but they they just put together some matches and yeah, being the top two seeds in your last two matches that you definitely prove that you deserve to lift that trophy. So I just wanted to highlight that Marshall and Santa Clara, the soccer program, surprisingly winning the NCAA national championships there. All right. So the play in started on Tuesday and I was Pretty fearful that the Celtics would lose to the Wizards because I was hyping up the Wizards a ton, but not the case. The Celtics played some crazy good basketball. They won 118 to 100. Uh, Russell Westbrook was was very inefficient shooting the ball from the field. They didn't let him go crazy, and I don't think he had a triple-double, so he didn't have his typical Russell Westbrook game. Bradley Beal was pretty limited as well. And then, oh, yeah, you have Jason Tatum scoring 50 points for the Celtics. So perfect scenario. Everything lined up well in the garden there. The Celtics will have the seven seed in the playoffs. 
Uh, obviously, as I mentioned before, tough matchup coming up against the Brooklyn. That's the two seed, especially when you have the big three in Durant, Harden, and Kyrie Irving all on the floor together. It's going to be a battle. This first, The first game coming up on Saturday will really tell a lot uh, and tell me a lot about the, the Celtics' chances here. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be real entertaining. Uh, obviously, Jalen Brown would be very helpful in in this series. But if Jason Tatum, if it's if he has to score fifty every game, I guess uh, that's what has to happen. But uh, yeah, that's that that'll be that'll be a very good matchup. So Washington loses, and they would play the winner of the nine ten game, and that happened to be an absolute blowout from the Indiana Pacers. They took out the Charlotte Hornets like 144 to 117. Not much of a game there. They they had, uh, I think after the first timeout, it was 20 to 7. So they just, yeah, the, there was there was no hope for the Charlotte Hornets. In, they could not stop uh, Indiana and their offense. So the Hornets um, are eliminated from playoff contention. And now you got Indiana traveling to Washington for the eighth seed and they whoever wins that one the playing philadelphia in the first round of the playoffs so if i had to predict because this game is going to be thursday or uh, today i guess uh so i oh man this is i mean the way indiana played the way they were offensively they are trying to washington i got i gotta go with the wizards i gotta keep i gotta keep riding the train there here and I, I gotta go Washington, get the eighth seed, play Philadelphia, and that that's gonna be a fun series to watch if it happens to be that. I think I mean, I give Washington a better chance to, to miraculously take out Philadelphia versus Indiana. So yeah, give me give me the Wizards, give me the Wizards in that playing game. And for the West play-in, this is happening. Well, the last game, Warriors and Lakers, I think. Is, during this recording there and I think they're still in halftime but uh the earlier game the ten, it was the nine, um 9 10 matchup Grizzlies Spurs Grizzlies end up winning by 4 so they await the loser of Lakers Warriors which is the 7 8 and the Lakers are struggling right now the Warriors are up I think 13 at half like I said I'm, I'm recording it during the game and yeah, I it's going to be tough to overcome, especially when Alice Caruso is your leading scorer right now. I think I don't think that's a good sign. Uh, so yeah, if you have if you have the Lakers and LeBron playing John the Grizzlies to get the eighth seed and play Utah, uh, yeah, that's I mean Lakers better watch out or else they're, they're not going to be in the playoffs, which is just gonna that's not a good look. But uh, I guess we'll have to have to see what happens there. Um, though the Lakers have, I think they're three and all against the Grizzlies in, in the regular season, but one game sample sizes, you never know. And that's why the Warriors are so dangerous. And that's why they're probably going to end up winning this game, uh, is because you, when you have Steph Curry, yeah. What, like I said, one game sample, man, that is dangerous. And, and right now, yeah, up by 13, um, they, they're, they're proving that. So let's see. So that game right now it looks like it'll be grizzlies at the lakers uh that'll be happening on friday and then you got some playoff series starting on saturday so once that's determined um i may have to just kind of uh 
assume that the Lakers would get, would get the eighth seed if I'm recording early on Friday, but um, I'll try to get a playoff prediction in before the weekend um, somehow. So, so look for that. Intriguing stuff happening with the Patriots quarterback room, not necessarily at the top, you know, surrounding Cam Newton and Mac Jones, but the Patriots re-signed Brian Hoyer. And that makes it very interesting because there's currently four quarterbacks on the roster. You have Cam Newton, Mac Jones, who they just drafted. Uh, come on, Jared Stidham. There we go. And then Brian Hoyer. Now, Brian Hoyer signed the one-year contract, and I would think they would probably keep Hoyer on the roster, which means danger zone for Jared Stidham. And and I think signs are starting the point to Jared Stidham getting cut or getting traded. I think there was some speculation that he may go to Houston potentially, but Houston just signed another quarterback uh, uh, on Wednesday. Uh, Jeff Driscoll, he played for Denver there. I think he started a few games. But uh, so Houston's quarterback room is pretty full right now, um, trying to uh, get some guys in their system if Deshaun Watson happens to get traded or, or can't even play due to his um, uh, allegations against him. So I I don't see Houston being an option now, but I think the Patriots will probably look to get a late-round draft pick out of Stidham, um, but we'll, we'll just have to see. But, yeah, I don't think it's looking good for Jared Stidham being on the the opening day roster there or being, being on the team then. Uh, just because I, I really think Belichick uh, wants to have Hoyer be the, the veteran presence, and, and Cam is that veteran presence, no doubt. But uh, I think I think I think Hoyer is kind of just I don't know, just the that third string backboard um, to to have on the roster at this point. So look out for that. It is time for the Country Club Corner. And so, yeah, that means there is tennis and golf to talk about at the same time in this podcast. So the first thing I'll get to is about Roger Federer. Now, Federer has been very limited um, in regards to playing in tournaments these past two years or, or year and a half. And last year, 2020, he played in January of 2020. He played in the Australian Open, made it to the semifinals before losing to Novak Djokovic, who eventually won the whole tournament. Um, and then after that, he we got the pandemic going on, and he ended up take deciding to have some knee surgeries, all that stuff. So he was sitting out throughout um, the entire pandemic, pretty much. And then finally, in I believe it was this March, uh, yeah, March of this year or, or late February. Uh, he played in Doha. He took out uh, Dan Evans from Great Britain in the first round, and then he lost to uh, Bashley Svili from Georgia in in the quarterfinals of the tournament. Uh, so, so those were he played two matches there, and then he took another two months off. And this past week, he plays in Geneva, and here in mid-May, and he loses to 35-year-old Pablo Andujar of Spain. Four six six four four six. So, the point I want to make here is I think it, we are now 
approaching the times where you have to appreciate Roger Federer while he is still on the court and still playing uh, because I don't expect deep runs in tournaments anymore. Now, heck, he could could just prove me wrong uh, at the French Open coming up next week. But I think it is now time to really focus on um, and and following, especially, yeah, uh, what am I trying to say? Really try to follow these matches. Um, It's late, okay. Um, Really try to follow these matches because you don't know how long he's going to be playing. Um, Heck, he's only played four total matches on the tour in the last year and a half. So just appreciate what you're seeing on 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 the court, win or loss, uh, because who knows? Who knows when he's going to retire? Um, I know he's definitely going to be playing in the Olympics here uh, coming up in the summer and, and Wimbledon, of course, and all that. But uh, he'll, he's going to start to limit his tournaments a little bit more, uh, really pick and choose his schedule. I expect him to probably move down in the rankings a little bit. He's eighth right now. He could fall out of the top 10, but I think there still is a pretty good gap amongst um, the nine and, and, and below. But still, just just um, really appreciate what Roger Federer is doing. I don't think we're there quite yet with Serena, but Serena, I could be saying the same thing in a little bit, depending on how her, her next couple of tournaments go um, um, in, the, in, in the summer here. And let's see, we got the PGA Championships happening and pretty much in like seven hours, right? I think think from from when I'm recording, we got the first tee times. And I think I'll just make this pretty simple. Um, Give my, the person I think, or the golfer I think is gonna win and then I'll give a dark horse. And so this is being played at, I believe it's Kiowa Island in South Carolina. That's the, if that's how you pronounce it. And I saw the um, on PGA Tour on their social media, they do like a, a, a vault kind of thing. And they showed a throwback of when there was a tournament last played there or, or the last time a major was played there. And people were having some trouble. And so this is definitely a, a golf course to where you can lose this tournament real quick and it's really tough to 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 hang on and be consistent because um, i saw some whiffs i saw some struggle in the bunkers um, some struggle in some tall grass so yeah i mean this tournament could be lost real quick just based on what i saw from from um footage in in fairly recent history so my pick to win the PGA Championship is Brooks Kepka, and I think I like the value on this too because if you're say if you're looking at odds for this, um, Kepka's at forty-five to one, so that's I mean that's a pretty good bargain for a two-time PGA champion. Um, I don't know how he is health-wise. I, I think he's he's kind of still on his way back from from certain injuries, but. I always, you always have to think of Brooks Kepka being a threat, especially at the PGA and U.S. Opens. Um, so, Brooks Kepka is my pick. I mean, pretty, pretty high odds um, at forty-five to one. So, I think Rory is the favorite. He's at eleven to one, twelve to one. So that kind of tells you how uh, far away Brooks Kepka is. 
and my dark horse you know i was i, I saw some big names i saw like kucher fowler uh, who else was in there sergio uh, hendrick stenson jason day i think there was um has has some pretty high numbers but i am gonna go with max homa and i think i i, I don't want to make a mistake and say he's canadian hold on hold on okay he's american he's america so max homa he's currently 40th in the world rankings he's sitting at 150 to one so i i don't know i just uh, obviously a dark horse you're just kind of taking a shot in the dark here but um i gotta go with max homa here i i, I really like it especially with the price i mean heck bet one dollar win 150 uh so and it's plus what that be plus uh, fifteen thousand if you bet a hundred. So uh, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good pretty good bargain, I, I think. So uh, yeah, I'll I'll go with uh, Max Max Homa there as the dark horse, and Brooks Kepka winning the PGA Championship uh, this weekend. It's gonna be fun to watch. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, so yeah, hope you check it out too. I want to finish with talking about the Boston Bruins and I had mentioned on Monday's episode that even though they lost game one, it was still a promising sign because they were able to force the Capitals into overtime. They still lost, but I, I think that was positive momentum for the rest of the series. And so far they're proving me right. Uh, game two overtime win right out right out of the gates there i think less than a minute in they, they score a goal tie up the series and then tonight wednesday night they go and this was a battle it was double overtime and uh there was uh the the capitals goalie there i'm drawing a blank on his name but he's like their third string goalie pretty much um he was a little too aggressive on trying to get the puck behind the net and it just so happens that uh was it Charlie Coyle? I, I have no idea. But uh, whoever the Bruins player was made it. <laughs> I'm kind of blank. Who, who the heck was it? Um, but anyway, an aggressive play was made and ended up wrapping around the net and scoring a goal. And it was um, oh Smith. Sorry, it was it was Smith. So yeah, Smith made a made a remarkable hustle play and scored the game-winning goal in double overtime. Now it would be ideal for uh, the Bruins to, to go up a game in, in game four here on Friday and 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 really put the pressure on Wa on Washington as, as they go back to Capital One Arena for game five. Uh, but yeah, Bruins are Bruins are in good shape right now and and being able to win these last two tough overtime games is, is really gonna help them. So yeah, very very good signs from the Bruins here, and and the Celtics too. Celtics are in the playoffs, so that's that's good, even though they're playing Brooklyn. But uh, yeah, signs pointing up currently for the two Boston teams. Yeah.